0: Hi, I'm Nito Ketch at on the Gay Anarchist Yoga and Erotic Cooking Association. We look at that gay rom-com. Is it just me? The answer is yes. But for real, uh, finding a partner is hard. You can't all be me. So to help you out with things to try to find your soulmate, I'm joined by two of my friends that have a wealth of experience. First up, she's got an unlimited data plan and insomnia, so she needs someone to chat with. It's Amelia.
1: Hi there. My name is Amelia love expert extraordinaire and I am here to help you find your ultimate soulmate and the one place that you need to be checking out to find your ultimate soulmate is TikTok DMs (laughs) (laughs) and I can be found at the nefarious navigator on Instagram
0: (laughs) next up They'll never catfish you, because they aren't a basshole. It's Ro.
1: Hi,
2: I'm Ro, and with my new seminar for just $3,000, I'll give you all the tips and tricks you need to pull in the hot babes. Do I take my own advice? Hell no, I'm a Sigma, and you can find me... You can find me at twitch.tv/sunscreenrow.
1: Amazing.
2: <laughs> so, is it just I, I make all my money off selling crappy seminars to you?
0: There are worse ways to make money. Um. So, our movie tonight is it just me? Follows Blaine, a single and lonely writer in LA, as he tries to answer that age-old question. It's the only thing guys want nowadays, just sex. A question that will obviously be disproven utilizing justguys.net. He actually does need to connect with a guy who's new in town, Xander, but realizes too late he was chatting with them on his roommate's profile, a hot go-go dancer named Cam. Blaine sets out to try and find out if personality prevails over pectorals, but will Xander really pick Blaine over Cam? You'll just have to watch Eating Out 3, I mean, is this just me, to find out? (laughs) <laughs> okay, so, spoiler time What did you two think of this film? Um,
2: I hardly thought of this film <laughs> I've, I had
1: stay awake
2: <laughs> I've seen this <laughs> film before And I must have erased it out of my memory Because watching it again was like some sort of fresh hell
0: And guess what, we're gonna yeah. watch it again because this plot is very, very <laughs> not original. Um, this this movie bothers me, and it, it shouldn't because, you know, it, it's very bland and, and generic, so much so that Roe forgot they actually watched this film. Um, but it's not like the worst movie we'll, we've seen or, you know, we'll see in the future. Oh, by and, far. And I, I I, just really hate when people try to take some media that's mediocre or decent and, uh, you know, tr- make it out to be, like, the worst thing ever, like that angry reviewer trope that was, like, the thing when most of us were in college and one of us was still in, uh, I guess, elementary school. Um, but, you know, I, I, I feel like this movie bothers me. And... If I don't get it off my chest now, I'll just complain about it privately to you two until you end our friendship. Um, so uh, <laughs> I fucking hate Blaine. Um, out of every character that we've met on this show, I I, I hate them the third most. And, and so I want to get everything out of my system, and and then we can just go back to normal conversations and. I, I guess forget this movie existed until we accidentally put it on the schedule again, and then go, "Oh crap!" Um, Tell us about it, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Blaine was the was he the musician or the catfish?
2: Blaine I was the remember. main character. Blaine was the writer. Yeah,
1: or, okay, yeah, the catfish.
2: But speaking of that, I we, mean, I we,
1: guess accidental catfish. Let's actually, Otherwise
2: known as the twink who is allergic to telling the truth.
0: <laughs> but to talk to about Blaine, we really need to talk about the other two players involved, which are Xander and Cam. So we, you know, get the full picture of what's going on here. Uh, uh, so let's talk about the best thing in this movie. Hashtag Stan Cam. Um, I, I think Cam defies expectations because he is... That typical hot guy that can get whoever and anything he wants, he's confident in his own sexuality, but he differs from just how but he, but he differs from how you know that trope because he's really supportive of Blaine. Um, he's got a moral compass and he refuses to take advantage of someone he finds attractive because they're both drunk, and that person's view of and attraction to them has come about due to deceptive circumstances.
2: You know, oddly, I think that Cam, despite being the character that least wants to be in a serious relationship, is probably the character that is best suited to being in a serious relationship. (laughs) He just seems to have, like, a good head on his shoulders and, like, a clear idea of what it is that he wants out of other people. Like... You know going into a relationship with Cam that, like, exactly what to expect out of it. Whereas with Blaine, it's all this just wishy-washy, like, in my feelings. Like, I can't tell him the truth now. He might hate me. Bullshit. Which Uh, is just infuriating.
0: (laughs) And I think that it says a lot about Cam's side of the relationship with Blaine that, like, he stands with his roommate basically through the entire thing, even though Blaine posed as him online uh, and didn't correct it immediately. He supports him. He tries to help him get with Xander because that's what Blaine wants. And he wants to help Blaine be happy, but he also sort of uh, pushes him to do the right thing and actually like fess up multiple times. Like, it's it's almost like, like, even the joke in the beginning where he's like, oh, I bet he won't go for you. is kind of just, like, his way to actually, like, push him towards, do, push Blaine towards doing the right thing. And I think Cam is just, like, a very good subversion of expectation.
1: I agree with that. I agree, actually, yeah, because when I first saw him... I was like, this guy is just going to be, like, your standard kind of, like, playboy, probably porn actor, like, gay in this movie, right? And, yeah, I agree. He subverted that expectation because he actually had, like, a little bit more of a moral ground and encouraging him to tell the truth, like you said.
2: Like, he actually mentions that he has a code of ethics, and I'm like, wow the the last character that i would expect to have a code of ethics is like
0: the only one damn. that does <laughs> the um. only one that does <laughs> and, and on the other side of things we have xander who is in blaine's eyes his soulmate and this is this is a guy you know this is a man man that has exactly two traits texan and plays guitar uh can,
1: can we agree
0: that? Which is a huge red flag. Can we, can we agree that Xander is pretty bland when it comes to object of desires in film? I think
2: they I think they cast it that way on purpose because the context of bland Texas boy is like every LA twink that's like I'm I'm gonna have sex with you and then like, get out fast in was, search of the next... <laughs>
0: wasn't the by guy in Eating Out 2 also, like, southern?
2: Yeah. All the good southern boys want to settle down. <laughs>
0: this movie saw all the Eating Out movies. It just like, we could do that, but better. Um, so, um, I, I have some problems. Uh, 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 if you talk on the phone with someone for, like, I guess, like, eight hours or so... How do you not recognize their voice coming out of someone else's mouth when you meet them? And there's also like you know the rhythm of speaking and stuff uh, that that is definitely different between Cam and Blaine.
1: Listen, I, if Catfish <laughs> the TV show has taught me anything, <laughs> it's that people will see past that shit to live in their delusions, okay? <laughs>
2: I feel like it should have been obvious as soon as he walked into the coffee shop and saw, like, heard Cameron speak. He's like, wait a minute. The voice that I talked to on the phone clearly was not from Jersey. This could not be the same person.
0: <laughs> Maybe he's putting on an act for you, man. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and while we're at it, uh, a Xander... Uh, while we're on Xander, usually... We get like uh, with you know the characters who are the object of the affection, you know the object of your desire. We we get this extraordinary change in the atmosphere when the protagonist finds their actual one. Like like the weight of their world has shifted because of this person. You know uh, th- they need them, and it's portrayed through like how the camera frames them. It's portrayed through music. Or maybe it's portrayed through character actions. And and the actions we have when they first meet is Blaine complains about coffee because the barista is mean to him and nice to Xander. And uh, it, it doesn't feel like Xander is that special to Blaine. It's not like, you know they look at each other and there's this moment and it just so happens that the person that he ends up talking to online turns out to be him like it's some kind of destiny it just kind of happens like it, it from my perspective like my my experience with it is like he's literally just the first guy he found that didn't ask him to hook up on the internets and uh likes his column and and that's just not a very solid basis for a start. I guess it is technically a basis, but it's just not a very solid one.
2: It's like this idea that to gay men, if you don't fuck on the first date or on the first meeting, then you're automatically in like a long-term relationship. <laughs>
0: So, to recap Xander could definitely Use some more development Cam surprisingly breaks a lot of assumptions When it comes to the hot roommate or hot friend Tropes we've seen or gotten used to Which brings us to Blaine Only friend What's her name Uh, She's barely in this Kind of seems like she hates Blaine She doesn't answer his phone calls a lot of the time And knows next to nothing about His life or relationships And I'm just telling let's talk about Blaine uh, Blaine.
1: We don't talk about Blaine.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen
2: that movie, <laughs> but so I don't get it. This is a podcast. We have to. <laughs>
0: Blaine is but. made out of that smart ass, snarky, it's, it's not me who has the problem, it's the rest of society that's broke mentality. He, he, he's, he's the Brian from Queer as Folk, he's he the Dorian from Dorian Blues. Also, this movie has way too many shared beats with the Disney movie Mulan. Um, but unlike, say, like, Kuzco from The Ebers New a Groove, his worldview doesn't change, and he's pretty much the same person at the end of the movie as the person he was when the movie starts. And, and We're going to come back to that. Um, Blaine gets everything he wants. A, a, a job that wants him and his writing uh, with the switch to the LA times. He gets the guy he made a connection with. Um, I guess it's mainly those two things, but, but for both of them, he doesn't really earn them. Um, he, he's not actively looking for a change of job, even though his current job is kind of crappy. It just gets offered to him. He doesn't make up with Xander. And then they decide to give it a real shot and honest with us, you know, with honesty and transparency, uh Xander's uh, elder gay basically tells him he should date the guy who's been lying to him for like a week because he might, because this might be his only shot at happiness. And uh, side note, if you're listening out there and someone tells you to settle and like this one person might be your only shot for happiness, uh they're a horrible person and, and you can and will do better. Uh... There is no such thing as the one, and Xander could probably find someone that respects him enough to tell him the truth in a large pool like L.A. compared to wherever they were in Texas. So so Blaine doesn't earn either of his wins, and we're supposed to think this is a happy ending. But, Nato,
2: everybody in L.A. is vapid and sex-obsessed. Well, obviously Duh, not especially everyone. Especially gay men. For legal reasons, that is a joke.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, oh For don't.
1: Legal, moral, and I don't want to look like an asshole reasons. That is a LA, joke. LA, if you want to
2: fly me out and debate that point, feel
0: free. The entire city of LA. Not the people in it, but the city itself.
2: LA, come fight me. Uh, d- don't
0: worry, Ro. This is just the start. You haven't seen my notes. Um.
1: So you brought up a really interesting (laughs) point about Blaine just now that I just kind of want to circle back to right quick. It's something that I felt with this movie. Um, A lot of the characters in this don't really, like, demonstrate actual agency. I feel like one of the things that, like, really kind of made this movie tedious for me is that it seems like a lot of the characters, like, stuff is just happening to them and, like they're reacting to it as opposed to, like, making executive decisions that causes the story to move along. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, uh, I, I was accidentally logged into my roommate's account. Guess I'm here now.
0: He doesn't even realize that... How do you not realize that you are logged into the wrong profile two or three days in a row? Do you just, like, keep everything up and you just never, like, refresh it? Do you not notice that, like, you know, you've replied to messages that you haven't replied to? I don't get it. Do you not notice
1: that the profile, little, like, little profile bubble or whatever that's there is a different person?
0: Because, like,
1: this is, okay, this movie I know was made in 2010, but I remember MySpace and, like, the 2000s and even back then like any time that you were browsing like other myspaces messaging somebody like there was a panel there was a frame that always had your profile picture right to the left
0: and also most dating sites from what i remember at least the ones that i was on around the time this was on would like log you out after 24 hours uh and just for like a safety thing so i you know no one else would get on your profile um so i'm not sure so that kind of like but it's like for a writer whose whole thing is like observation based columns it, their columns are basically based on their own experience and what you know what they've seen and stuff like that to not notice that you're logged into the wrong profile is like one Very crappy plot hole right there. Alright, but
2: in his defense, it is his personal computer, and his roommate was messing around with it without his permission. So, like, you should expect to be logged into your own shit on your own computer, right? Like, I can see it as, like, a believable mistake... But at the same time, like it, you should have immediately been like so wrong little, profile. Hey, this is me <laughs> in the DMs. You know what I mean?
0: It's a lot. It's a lot better explanation than say eating out three, which also has like the, the. It's. I'm just gonna say identity theft because like. Wait a minute. This it. is eating. Wait, 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 wait. Holy shit.
1: Wait, wait. At one point weren't they chatting with each other and like there were screen names or usernames going back and forth?
0: Yep. That's so what, even that's without the profile
1: picture, about. literally anything else, like you should have noticed that like Wait a second, that's not my username, that's my roommate's username! And
0: also when he picked up the computer, when, like, the night the chatting began, the person who was on the computer beforehand was Cam, and he was updating pictures onto his profile. So, uh, and he, we don't see him logging out of the profile, we don't see Blaine logging into the profile so, like, for all... It's just a... It's a mess. It's a better excuse than eating out better. three because eating out three was just, like, let's intentionally use someone else's photos. But... Because just, like, you can claim ignorance. But I don't think it's a really good, like, look when you're supposed... When you're, you know, sensitive, observant writer person uh, who's being, you know... a uh, You know, they want to write like a column about how real they are and stuff like that uh doesn't notice this like really easy easily caught detail yeah but but speaking of the roommate uh uh, blaine at one point thinks cam has slept with xander because cam is obviously a sex crazed go-go boy who will sleep with anything Uh, since you know uh, uh, uh. he he's not out here looking for a serious relationship like blaine Uh, Cam, Cam doesn't sleep with Xander, by the way, because, you know, he doesn't take advantage of people who can't consent, because he's a good person. (laughs) (laughs) At least there's that in this 2010 film,
1: because that's more than I expect from most, like, 2000s or early 2010s.
0: But Blaine thinks that he does and, you know, doesn't talk to him about it or or anything. So he decides to get revenge on Blaine, probably the most supportive person in his life, and his roommate, who he lives with, by putting chili powder in their underwear. Then it gets even better because uh, this leads Cam to believe that he has contracted gonorrhea. And then when Cam and Blaine actually discuss what had happened, and Cam basically says, no, I didn't have sex with him, and, like, confirms it... Instead of doing the honest thing to do, our hero, our protagonist, Blaine, just basically lets Cam think that he has an STD.
2: Yeah, trashed here. Um, so fucking... We don't, good, yeah. we don't stand. We don't stand. Um, Blaine? I think Blaine has such an issue... With just saying, oh yeah, I did this thing. My bad. If he had just done that in the first place with Xander, this movie would have been 20 minutes long.
0: But also, like, Cam probably lost an entire (laughs) night of revenue at the bar because, like, he had to deal with this. Um, Oh, that's
1: true. That really does fuck him over. I didn't even think of that.
0: Like, like he probably would have been, like, mad at him, but at least he could have, like, actually done his job. Who knows if he got in trouble for having to skip a night of, like, you know, dancing and stuff like that with, like, the manager. There's all kinds of implications that just Blaine being selfish and not wanting to own up to his own, like, mistakes causes to the people around him. Um, Blaine also has a job with usa to gay who have asked him to deliver content that is more in line with what their readers want. This is like, you know, one of the big B plots for him that he's always complaining about. Um, so, uh, It's a good thing he got that other job offer. Otherwise, Blaine might have to compromise on something. (laughs) Imagine having a job as a writer where you can not only make rent in L.A. with one roommate, but you can also get coffee at a hipster alternative to Starbucks every day and buy a fancy 2007 MacBook.
2: Right. This is like latter days level of unbelievability. Like, how are you making your rent? How much money did you inherit from your parents in order to be living this dubious life in Hollywood, of all places?
0: <laughs> I don't know what to actually say here. Like, you should actively... You should actively not take criticism because you'll magically get a new job that's better for you without trying. I, like, that's... How how do they find out who the writer was if he was writing them anonymously without them contacting his current boss, and and if so, like if if you if you're going to take that into consideration, why didn't the former boss try to keep him more besides the fact that like he didn't like his article so much? But if if your if your boss if your editor says hey, maybe you should write something a little. More for our readers so and makes suggestions to you, makes criticisms and- tr- and says, "Hey, can you write your next article like this? You are being paid to write articles for this thing, whether you like it or not, if you want that paycheck, then you write the thing they want, and if you don't like what they want, then start looking for another job while you complete this one like that's how you do it, unless you have savings, which I'm just gonna go out and say it. I don't think this guy has savings. What?
1: A journalist without savings? No. That's not real life. You, don't you know journalists gets paid get paid the big uh fake news media books?
0: But you, but you know what I mean. Like he doesn't it's not like he in the story, it's not like he's actively looking for a new job. He's just handed one. Yeah in the end with xander he doesn't like go back to make some kind of you know grand gesture to show that he's sorry he just gets xander you know he doesn't really he's very passive he doesn't do anything things are just handed to him i really hate that because it doesn't feel like anything that he gets is earned and it makes me unsatisfied with the ending to this movie I also really hate that Blaine is dismissive of people who hook up and looks down on them, specifically Cam. Um, like, heaven forbid someone be comfortable in their sexuality and appearance. Everyone must be ashamed, and only people who I, have. I sex don't with
2: understand them. how Blaine can have such high standards when he's like the worst.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he has no friends. He has. He, sorry, he has two friends um he's got cam and what's her name uh uh and he doesn't make any like he even like he could have in the bar scene he just goes to the bar he doesn't talk to anyone he kind of he pretty much brushes off the person who tries to talk to him he doesn't try to interact with anyone in the community at all and yet he's a gay columnist and it's just like Anything that might challenge him uh, to change just even a little is instantly dropped because he is always right. He he doesn't grow, he doesn't earn a second chance with the guy he has a crush on, he treats people like garbage, he doesn't own up to his own mistakes. Literally the one thing he needs to do, according to the setup, to have any kind of redemption, that's what really pisses me off because that, in essence, is the entire story. The reason it is important for a character to experience change by the end of the movie is to give satisfaction to the viewer. And that satisfaction doesn't always have to be happy, but there is a structure, which means we're going to talk uh, uh, and go through Dan Harmon's story circle, because if the filmmakers are listening, I hate to admit it, but Corey was right. And these are important things. Uh, uh, Pretty much every linear narrative movie follows the same structure because it works. So, have either of you two heard of the story circle? No,
2: no, but I could guess what it is. Not that I will, but I probably (laughs) could. You can go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and explain go ahead and
0: explain so the story circle like a pizza comes in eight slices so you start with number one your character is in their zone of comfort they're in their home that they've been in for a while you know everything's to their liking nothing's really out of the place but they desire something maybe it's love maybe it's a new job maybe it's a bicycle made of cocaine um, and so they have to venture out and enter an unfamiliar situation get out of their bubble to go and find it while they're in there they have to adapt to that situation and it's only after they adapt that they finally get what they wanted that bicycle made of cocaine but they hi- but they pay a heavy price for getting it being that it is made of cocaine um, so they return to their familiar situation their you know their home with their co- with their bicycle made of cocaine but they've overall changed with the experience of cocaine bicycle. So you can apply that to everything from Star Wars to Star Wars to Star Wars to, Star Wars to Star- how many Star Wars are there now? Like 9 uh, like plus 30 TV Star to shows. Wars to Star Wars to Star But you get the idea. Like the character goes back to kind of their place of normality with the knowledge and uh, of the experiences they've had. They've changed and they've grown and they've become a better person. And it feels like this movie stopped, like, on number seven and forgot that number, like, eight even existed. Because, like, he goes back, but he doesn't really go back changed at all. You know?
1: Right, well, because everything just works out, magically.
0: (laughs) Uh in hindsight eating out 5 handled this ending better with the idea that Casey and Zach are so in love that uh, even if they have problems they'll use their lies to get each other back
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think that could have been an
0: interesting maybe Xander's lying too you know
1: oh god they right, don't he's not return really he's from texas and they he's don't not in really position.
2: They don't return better, necessarily. They just
0: return change. <laughs> but but compare compare the ending of this movie, which is where uh, uh, Blaine goes back home. He finds, like, a CD from uh, Xander called, like, Blaine's Song, which just reminds me of Adam's Song, but crappier, uh, from blink One Eighty Two. Um Actually, that's a really good song. I just meant, like, crappy by comparison. To,
1: just uh, for, uh... don't hate us don't
0: hate us, Blink-182 fan Um, so uh,
2: the Blink-182 fan you're talking about is me
1: and me both of you together
0: (laughs) (laughs) but but uh, we're gonna flame you after the recording is done (laughs) I'm
2: gonna be stabbed
0: Uh, so but he finds a CD and he listens to it on his 2007 MacBook Pro uh, and then he like stops it and then he hears like guitar strumming and he goes to the other room and he finds Xander and they make up and stuff like that so that's how this one ends um how eating out three ends is a lot better <laughs> I hate to say it um so eating out three has Casey um who has to get out of their comfort zone after being found out because all of the male models for this charity event have left. So he goes to try and not get back with Zack or get with Zack, but to actually apologize for his actions. So, oh my and- god, can you imagine
2: telling the truth and facing the consequences of your actions? My god goodness
0: and so zach puts him out of his comfort zone and makes him be a model in the show and after seeing how dedicated casey is to just to just apologize to him he decides that to give them basically a shot at getting to know each other sort of like a reset get to know each other on honest and transparent terms with both people being on the same page um and so that's that's sort of like how eating out deals with getting the two people, one of whom was lying and deceiving the other person, on the same level and together at the end. This one doesn't do that at
2: all. You know, I've said this so many times on this podcast already, but the key to happy and healthy relationship is open and honest communication there's no healthy relationship without openness and honesty and that only
0: comes if you tell each other the goddamn truth but he's not (laughs) going to because all he's done up to this point is to lie to people to cover things up so so is like so up in his
2: feelings that he is incapable of like realizing how his actions are affecting other people.
0: Like, the only person his actions don't actually affect that he knows is pretty much what's-her-name. And that's probably the reason that she, like, screens his calls and just decides not to answer him half the time.
2: Oh my god, if I were his friend, I would screen his calls, too.
0: Ugh. But, like... Also Xander literally writes him a song in a night in a night with a guitar and a piano. That's kind of sketch. I think he already wrote that song.
1: Oh, absolutely. And just, like modified absolutely. the lyrics. Absolutely. Come on, that's how he gets into people's pants all the time.
0: It, it's like the happy birthday song, but he just replaced, you know, Samantha with Lane. It's like happy birthday <laughs> to you, happy birthday to you. Let's try to sleep together. Happy birthday, Blaine. Oh my god, I can't believe you
2: wrote a song for me. <laughs> my panties are all aflutter.
0: <laughs> it's oh it's It's actually crazy. The song was actually Crazy Train. The, uh, the instrumental <laughs> from Crazy Train. Um, whatever, it was just like Moonlight Sonata, but with, but with like rap verses. Um... Actually, you say I that it like that. it's a bad idea. I want to hear it. I, no, I want to hear it now. I, I, someone please send me that. <laughs> oh, wait. Was it bus, bus Driver that used to do, like, classical songs with, like, rap over them? I think so.
2: I'm sure I've heard something like that before. I've definitely heard, like, 50 Cent verses overlaid on, like, classical music beats. Like... It's like there in my subconscious. I know I've heard it before.
0: I think the other like we don't really get it into Cam either, which I feel like is kind of. Um, I I feel, I, I feel like we spend enough time with Cam throughout this movie that he deserves come, some kind of ending with his arc, and that's why I say like the the eighth. The eighth slice is missing from this Because it feels like a lot is missing uh, From sort of like The universe they've built So like we don't get an ending for Cam We don't really get I guess we get As good of an ending as we can (coughs) for What's her name Um, The last scene is just the, The elder gay like Reading the new article About how He's changed now because he's No longer anonymous Yay.
1: He was forced into honesty, okay? <laughs> uh, I...
0: I... I hate Blaine. Um,
2: uh, I have very little patience for Blaine or this movie or the whole entire premise that this movie is based on. Like, every time <laughs> I see one of these...
1: It's such the, a tired, the, the cr- tired tire The crux plot. of the
2: movie is the lie. Like, I know I'm going to be in for, like, this cringe fest of a time.
0: It's not and even... It's,
2: it's, it's just it, it, not an enjoyable, like, viewing experience to me anymore.
0: It's not even the lie that, that bothers me, because, like, a liar's reveal, as we've discussed previously, is a pretty... Wh- is a pretty uh, common uh, 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 device used when writing a story. It's a pretty good sort of, like, source of conflict. Everything from, like, the Lego movie to, like, I guess... uh, You know, but the thing is, the thing that bothers me is that we have seen this in Eating Out Three. We have seen the the idea of uh, basically a committing identity theft through a dating website to get with someone. We've seen it in Eating Out Three. We've seen this in this. There's another movie uh, that's probably going to be next season that is going to do it. It's been used in TV shows. Uh, We saw it in Rick and Steve season one. Uh, right. With At this
2: point, you gotta, you have to elevate the concept, or else it's just lazy and cringe and kind of like a hassle to get through. It's like, you know yeah. what I
0: mean? And it's like, yeah, guys use, you know, back then they used just guys and manhunt and probably other things. That Craigslist. I, yeah. And, where's my Craigslist Liars revealed movie? <laughs> that, that would be just an anonymous Craigslist
2: ad, and then you show up and it's some guy like, hey, I'm but I, sorry. <laughs> I'm
0: already sick of you this still want to do specific it? story, though. And I I know it was a thing for a while, but I think unless, and I haven't, I haven't seen all of them, and I haven't seen, like, the other one that I know is on my wall yet, so maybe they do a better job of it, but it's just, like, if you're gonna do something with it, at least do something interesting with the premise, at least, you know, look into how these websites work a little bit, because, uh, (laughs) there are some inaccuracies with how, like, the actual website would work, although I will say I did, like, the functionality of the tabs. Uh, If you're going to do a reprint of this, you can use that quote from me. Like the functionality of the tabs, Nato Kitsch. Uh, They're going to put that on the back cover (laughs) of the DVD box. But, like, I'm so... It's like, if you're going to do it, think, you know, think of the ethical ramifications of it. Like, you learn more, in my opinion, from bad movies than you do from good movies because right? yep. if you're in film school watch bad movies because and then teach yourself how to basically figure out what makes them bad movies and teach yourself how not to do them that's like the best advice i can get. i'm
2: just like wallowing in my dislike of this entire premise
1: Me too. Like, I just, I'm so bored with that premise. You know what I mean? Like, I I want something different. I, so, Ro, I I think it was you that made the note, or maybe it was you, Nato, uh, about how, oh, is this gay sex in the city? And then it wasn't. (laughs) And honestly, I spent this entire movie being disappointed that it wasn't, because that would have been way more fun. You have, like, uh, you know, an anonymous journalist... It's writing about all this stuff. Just fucking make him like the gay Carrie Bradshaw. It would have been great. But instead we get a Liars reveal plot. Yeah.
0: This movie, again, is, it's not the worst movie ever. It's it's fine and it's inoffensive if you don't watch it too critically. Uh, and if nothing else, like... I'm glad I watched it because it's like... You'll watch movies and you'll see characters that instill a a reaction from you, an emotion. And I'd rather have that emotion, whether it be good or bad, than, you know, nothing at all. And at least now I can be like, when I'm writing a script, I can start to see, like, the characteristics of, like, Blaine and be like, no. (laughs) Rewrite that character. (laughs) Don't go that route. Um... I think as far as the look of this film it was pretty standard um the soundtrack was pretty standard I was it was nice to see a pretty good uh level of like extras and stuff especially in like the club scenes but there also were like just a lack of locations overall it felt like yeah like we we went to the coffee shop how many times at least twice maybe like maybe f- three or four times <laughs>
2: I I can't remember. I'm doing my best to like
1: <laughs> try and
2: pull myself back into this movie space, but like my brain is resisting.
1: <laughs> I agree. I feel it pulling away. <laughs> There's like a black hole on one side of my head, just like, no, don't go back there.
0: <laughs> Stop. I, I have I have one more nitpick. Go ahead. Nitpick. Okay, so When... This goes back to Blaine thinking that Cam slept with Xander. So, in... I think it was, like, the first scene, we see Blaine sitting on his bed, listening to Cam have sex with someone, and the sound is, I believe, coming from behind his headboard on his bed. So, when... Cam is with Xander. When Xander goes back with Cam, Cam, Xander still thinks Cam is Blaine, but Xander is way too drunk, and he's like, make ass with me. And he's like, no, man, you're drunk. Why don't you just sleep it off? Uh, And stuff like that. Uh, He ends up taking Xander... Cam ends up taking Xander to go vomit in the bathroom, which is across the room from the bed. And so Cam overhears them to what apparently hears sounds i guess like the sexy time even though he's vomiting but it's the wrong side of the it's obviously not where cam's bedroom is and does he really think cam is going to fuck someone in a bathroom when his bedroom is like literally right there in that tiny ass bathroom that is a very tiny bathroom right
2: so and Xander fell asleep in that bathroom. Like how?
0: And this is this is the th- and, he's, and he's like, <laughs> fucking Blaine is like, oh, he had sex in the bathroom with Xander. This is the thing that's going to make me the angriest. I just fucking. You know who should have ended up together? No one. No one in this movie deserved to end up together with (laughs) anyone. uh, Actually,
2: What's-Her-Name deserves that hot jogger guy that she was, like, running after. She doesn't
0: really count in this. (laughs) She can do whatever she wants. But somehow she's, like, the best character aside from Cam. Hashtag Sand Cam. Um, I, cam cam does deserve to end up with anyone because cam is happy on their own and if they ever des- decide to find like someone or fall in love with someone they're more than happy to do it and they're more than willing to do it blaine still and has what's a lot na- <laughs> blaine still has a lot of fucking work to do uh xander and what's her name here. yeah and then
2: What's-Her-Name bags an 8.5 nomo that likes to jog. So
0: who's the real winner here? Xander j- literally <laughs> just got in here. He's He still doesn't... Does he have a job? I'm not sure. We're, uh, Who knows? He's a Z- musician. <laughs> that's not a job.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Um... <laughs> I'm just saying. His all.
2: job is playing companion boy to fucking
0: <laughs> Elder Gay. <laughs> oh yeah, and and that
1: guy got. And, to and there's nothing
0: the... wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being a kept boy. You know, own it. But like, he just got, he just got to the area, and he's like, he should meet friends first, and you know, have some backup besides like the guy who listens to him having phone sex through the door. That just seems. Maybe not the best friendship situation. Or maybe the best friendship situation. Don't let me judge you. I'm an asshole. Oh, okay. Um, I'm done. Let's, let's sum this up. Um. Amelia, would you rather be Blaine or would you rather have a supportive, uh, gaming go-go dancer roommate?
1: Uh the second one, I just, I don't think I'd watch this movie again or it's just, it kind of bores me.
0: (laughs) Ro, would you, would you rather be Blaine or would you rather act in a movie presumably about a killer box of tissue that comes to life when you jizz? You know, I actually
2: really like Sweeney Todd. So (laughs) the idea of being in a cheap horror flick where you get ground into sausage actually kind of appeals to me.
1: <laughs> as for this
2: movie, <laughs> twice was maybe one and a half times too many. Uh, far be it from me to let. Far be it from me to tell you not to see it, but like, you just listen to us trash this movie for 52 minutes. Like, that's about <laughs> as informed a choice as you're gonna be able to make.
0: Look, if you want to watch this movie, we are all in favor of you watching Eating Out 3. Um, anyway... Yeah, go watch Eating Out 3 instead! It was arguably a better movie
1: then. (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) We we love you, thank you
1: for listening to our podcast!
0: (laughs) Anyway, that's what we think. But if you've seen this movie or end up watching it later, we'd love to hear your thoughts and your experience with it. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at that's G A Y E C A P O D. While you're there, why not suggest a movie for us to watch in the future? We're always looking for new suggestions, and we can't wait to experience more movies with you. I'm Nito Kitsch reminding you that I'm just I'm just done. Roa's is going to host the next episode later. You bet.